Welcome to episode number six of the Natural Leader Podcast, brought to you by Unleashed Potential Consulting. This is Ron Crawford. My guest today is Devin Tracy. Devin is a licensed professional engineer and leads the Smart Buildings team at Lockheed Martin. She is responsible for the implementation of data analytics software to perform fault detection and diagnostics, energy anomaly detection, and predictive maintenance. Devin was named to the Green Biz 30 Under 30 and presented a TEDx talk on the topic of the extinction of sustainability. Welcome to The Natural Leader, Devin. Thank you so much for having me, Ron. So I'm really excited for this episode because you are my first TED Talker that I will have a chance to talk to. So that's really exciting for me. And um, also, our listeners will notice that your intro, there's not a lot of the typical references to titles or breadth of responsibility in terms of direct reports that you might typically hear in a, a leader introduction. In fact, in terms of the usual description of a leadership role, um, you do not have a lot of that to reference yet. But I, I think it's just recently or maybe even coming up shortly that you'll actually start to have people that report to you in the normal organizational fashion. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, it's, exciting it's, times, right? It is exciting times. It's funny timing here. It was actually just uh, on Monday this week. So four days ago where I became a, an official manager. But to your point, leadership doesn't require a title. Yes. And congratulations to that. That's very exciting. I Thanks. think you will you will discover all of the different uh, nuances and different challenges of, of that kind of responsibility and leadership. But I know you're up to the task. So congratulations and good luck. So in that, you know, really, it's your leadership in areas where maybe you haven't had the direct management responsibility, but have had the obvious passion for that is really going to be the topic of the, the, the podcast today. There's so much today, so much focus today on finding your passion and working on something that is more than just a job. And so few people seem to be able to find that. But you, it seems, have really carved out a role that is not just aligned to your passion, but is highly impactful and significant for the organization and the organization's customers. So one of my earliest memories of you is when you were hired into the leadership development program at Lockheed Martin. And uh, I, I tell this story all the time. I'm, I'm sure that friends of mine that listen to this podcast will get a chuckle because I'm sure they've heard it multiple times <laughs> before. But you actually came to us and asked if you could delay joining the program because you had a little uh, bike ride planned, uh, a ride across the country on a bike, uh, a bicycle, not a motorcycle, and uh, spending your off days, rest days, working on building houses and other kind of community impact types of activities. So that really was a perfect introduction to you for me. Um, and since the, it, it really does reflect that kind of idea of you challenging yourself and trying to make a world a better place, but also kind of changing the norms or challenging the norms. So Talk a little bit about what the impact of, of that experience or, or what motivated you to do that and what you got out of that experience. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked because it really was a life-changing moment for me. Um, you and I both uh, have lived or lived in, in the Binghamton, New York region, and I, I had done a lot of biking prior to this trip, but never something so extensive uh, and it was also with 30 strangers. So that in itself, I, I was worried about being with 30 strangers. But on day one, I felt this sense of um, 
camaraderie and everyone that was there was there because they wanted to be there. Nope. They nope. had raised money for a good cause. They had done the training. So it was like all these prerequisites had been checked and we were from all these different parts of the world and had different backgrounds, but we were there for one mission. And, you know, it was, it was easy to get overwhelmed at the task of riding 4,000 miles across the country. But the way I looked at it was, you know, I'm just going on a bike ride every single day for the whole summer. And it just happens to be in the same direction. So <laughs> eventually we'll get to the end. And, uh, and, and then we did. It, I have a picture on my desk. <clears throat> and actually I have two pictures. One was from the beginning of that trip. And I have like my hand, my forehead kind of looking out. We, we dipped our back wheels in, in one ocean. And then the other picture is when we jumped in the other ocean on the West Coast. So um, just kind of that, uh, that image of the journey from, from one side yeah. to the other is, is a kind of a metaphor for, for my, my life really. Yeah. It's, it's a metaphor for, um, a lot of different challenges that people might see in their lives. And I think also it's a great metaphor, especially for you in terms of some of the, the challenges that, that you've taken on really voluntarily, you know, so once you, once you did, um, get over with your bike ride and you, you joined the company, you faced a lot of situations where really you were pretty much swimming upstream against the current of what a lot of other people were um, either doing or telling you to do. And you really had a, a focus on trying to do something different in a very large organization than maybe even the organization knew it wanted to do or needed to do. So um, talk a little bit about that process of, of how you go and, and you kind of set those goals and you focus yourself so, so firmly on those goals of you know, wanting to do something that you really feel a great desire or great passion about. Yeah. So, so one thing I've learned is that not everyone is going to be passionate uh, as you are on a certain topic. So what really helped me in this situation was doing a little scavenger hunt and finding those people, or maybe it's just that one person who, who gets it and supports you. And maybe that person doesn't even work in your own company. Maybe it's through some sort of industry organization. I have several mentors that uh, work at completely different companies, but they're doing similar type of work. And it, it was in those conversations when the light bulb really went off for me. Um, and, and once that light bulb went off, um, for example, I'll, I'll just tell a, a brief side story here. Um, the passion that, Ron, you referenced in the beginning about sustainability, um, mm -hmm. that word doesn't often go hand in hand with the Department of Defense, which is the industry that I work in. And the light bulb that went off for me was, you know, we're, we're fighting wars over energy resources and we're, we're spending a lot of energy, no pun intended, but energy and, and electricity um, to, you know, to fight. And so that was really when the light bulb went off and I said, you know, if we could make a small change we have such uh, the power of scale at our fingertips. And that's really what keeps me going today. And so being able to translate that story 
to others who might not have thought about it that way um, has enabled me to one, you know, educate um, my colleagues um, to um, create my own role um, and three, uh, bring some of the, you know, some of the initial opponents to the other side. And, and now they're some of my biggest advocates. So I would just say it takes a lot of patience, but, you know, don't give up just because, you know, for example, a job title doesn't exist. You, you can make that. The, the story about that, just kind of carving out that, um, that focus out of really something that is uh, in, in a lot of cases, especially in this case, in not even recognized by most people as an opportunity is really kind of that starting point. And, you know, obviously you have a, a personality that is really determined around this and, and you probably are, are quite differentiated from your peers and that you clearly have a very clear definition of your passion and, and the area that you want to make an impact. But in terms of that starting point, then what have you done over these years as you've kind of been in industry and worked through that to, to focus on your own personal development and specifically your own kind of leadership skills? Is there anything you, you particularly did? I mean, you mentioned one uh, key thing, which is uh, patience, um, which is really a, a, a value for anybody. But any other things that you really focused on specifically? Sure. So, at Ron, as you know, and, and to the audience, I'll, I'll say, you know, Going through a formal leadership development program, I think, was such um, such a unique opportunity that I had coming on board, and I also had the ability to rotate to different positions early on in my career. And what that did was, you know, not only gave me exposure to different types of topics, but to different types of people, and um, from you know all sorts of of, of functions and, and um, working on different products and, you know, different levels of executives or, or folks on the floor uh, to help me build that story and, and um, make the case for why we need to focus on my passion um, at, at the company. Um, and so that was a critical I think, um, part of my early career. And, and since then, you know, going through formal education, getting my master's in the topic that I was passionate about, um, which by the way, I had to get, you know, special permission to, to do this new program because it was a new program. No one, no one had heard of it before. So, you know, I had to go out of my way, make the case for doing this educational program. Okay. Check that box. Um, and then, also doing a lot with, um, as I mentioned before, some of the industry industry groups, uh, just for example, some of you may be familiar with the United States Green Building Council. I volunteered with them um, just to really learn, you know, what, what are the opportunities? I needed to build my skills. I can't just have the passion um, because that's not going to take you far enough. You need to have some meat to the bones, <laughs> for example. Um, so uh -huh. the United States Green Building Council, the Association of Energy Engineers was another group. Um, uh, ASHRAE with heating and ventilation is <clears throat> one I'm involved in more recently to help, you know, actually write the codes for building codes that are related to smart buildings. So it's really just a combination of, when you boil it down, education of your peers and education for yourself 
and that continuous cycle. And, and I always say, I'm, I'm a student of life. So, you know, never stop learning because, um, that, that is the key in my opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. I mean, that's, especially in leadership, it's a, it's not a, uh, it's not a position. It's an ongoing process of continually focusing and improving your leadership. And I, I think there's something else that's really key in what you mentioned there that, you know, so many people, they want to lead in their passion area, but in order to lead in your passion area, you need to pursue your passion. And I think that that's one of the things that really is relevant to anybody who wants to, in a traditional sense, develop their career is that you can't just speak it into happening. Um, you actually have to go and do the things that are going to help you to get to that point. If you're interested in an area, for example, like you were talking about, it's not just a, oh, well, I want to do this. Somebody has to allow me to do it. What are some of the credentials that I bring to the table? And I, I think it's great examples in, in your story of how many times you volunteered for different things and enjoyed different boards to be um, a part of the game, to get better insight, to get better um, network and things like that. Yeah. So, um, you hit the nail on the head and, and I'll just add to that, Ron. I mean, talk to those people who are in it now. And I can't tell you how many informational interviews I did early on in my career. I had, I'm a visual person. So I had a huge poster in my bedroom with snippets from probably 15 or 20 people I had interviewed and, and asked their advice of, you know, what are the gaps? What types of skill sets do I need to work on to really uh, make sure that uh, I can walk the talk here? Yeah, little, uh, little practices like that, just little reminders are, are awesome tools as well, especially um, in a domain where you're trying to create that that muscle memory, if you will, of, of being able to have that credibility. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great way to just remind yourself of what you're doing and what some of the important things are. So obviously at this point, we've talked a lot about the successes and, and a lot of the different things that you took on and, and kind of tilted at windmills and, and were able to, to beat those things. But talk a little bit about what some of the challenges were, what some of the biggest sidetracks or, or, you know, other situations where maybe you got a little frustrated and, and kind of had those, why am I doing this? Uh, maybe you haven't had any of those, but, um, you know, usually that's a part of the story as well as people are, are taking this path. Oh, I definitely had many of those moments, especially early on, but finding, finding those people and, and there's a, there's a quote from one of my mentors that I, I, I really resonate with. It's, it's not who, you know, but who knows what you know? And so one of the techniques I've, again, going back to my visual person, <laughs> um, kind of creative side of the brain here is my, one of my mentors and I worked on putting together a career map. So not only for myself, but for helping um, others extend, understand where I wanted to go so that, you know, if somewhere down the line an opportunity pops up, someone will remember, oh, yeah, I remember looking at Devin's career map. And uh, at one point she had put this uh, on the map. And, and part of that development of the career path was not being afraid of adding a milestone with a title that didn't exist, either at the company or anywhere, um, because my particular 
passion and field is so cutting edge that you kind of have to think a few steps ahead. Um, but I think just putting it down on paper uh, really was um, something helpful for me to refer back to in those moments where I got frustrated and definitely broke down and said, you know, what am I doing? I'm going to quit. And and if you watch my TEDx talk, you'll I, I do reference a couple of those moments and some of my early jobs that really were not in alignment with what I was hoping to do. But having that piece of paper, um, having the person to talk to to say, you know what, stick with it um, because there is a way to get you back on track. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the, the TED Talk, and, and uh, I'll just mention here that I, I will put the link to that talk in the description for this episode if anybody wants quick reference to it. But I definitely recommend that you, you listen to it. And I think one of the things to that point that you just made, yeah, a lot of your early engagements or a lot of early ins- assignments were not necessarily directly aligned or in that path of, of your passion, but I think everything contributes, and you learn something from – from every different exercise. And sometimes some of the best lessons that you learn are just reaffirming what you don't absolutely, want to do. <laughs> absolutely. Kind of like, right? kind of like, um, you know, as I'm formally moving into a managerial role, uh, I have a little cheat sheet I've been making and there's a, a page that says do's and don'ts. And the don'ts are just as important. It's like, okay, I don't want to be a leader manager who has these uh, tech, that uses these techniques or says these types of things and this type of tone. So I, I agree so yeah. much with, with what you said yeah. there. Yeah. And again, so much of that is just really awareness of the situation and, and really taking that and, and evaluating every different opportunity to, to see what you got out of it, what you didn't enjoy, even as you just mentioned, even characteristics or behaviors of different people. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. be like that. Right. Mm-hmm. not related to my day job, but, um, one of my other personal values is kind of bringing my whole self to work and, uh, leading a multidimensional life and try not to define Mm -hmm. myself by one thing. Um, and one of my other passions outside of my day job is, is music. And, um, it, it wasn't until probably 10 years into my music career when, when that light bulb went off, you know, I had spent a lot of my early musician years building the foundation, learning scales, learning rudiments on the drums and all of this stuff that's like in the moment, it's fun, but it's, it's, it's like, it's all the, um, the practice. Um, and it's the, it's the foundational. So similar to what you were saying, you know, if your job doesn't align right away, you know, you could still build up the foundation. And then at one point in my music career, the light went off. I was in a rehearsal in someone's basement. We were singing, we were improvising. And it was like, none of that was possible without having built up all the other skills prior. Um, and, and that was really when I was like, okay, this, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> it's not just work. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's the uh that's the happy zone right is when you can find that where it it's not work i mean it's kind of a cliche but when you can you can get up every morning and go do what you love and not go to work um it's that's what that, really it is a cliche job. but it, in my opinion it's like what's the point why you know we spend so much of our lives working and if we can 
and and we're the best help in hand at the end of our own arm and we have we have that ability to to change the path so oftentimes especially kind of in the business if you will of leadership development and focusing on this there's a lot of different um frameworks and priorities and, and different kind of characteristics that we look and, and focus areas for people to um, develop their skills. Um, you've already talked about one of them that I think is really important, which is mentoring and coaching. So talk a little bit about what your makeup of your, of your mentor infrastructure is. I mean, I, I assume that you have more than one mentor and, and how did you kind of build that and and how do you leverage that or how do you utilize that going forward? Sure. And, you know, I think mentoring is such a two-way street. And I, I think when you were interviewing Charles Johnson Bay previously, he had similar um, similar thoughts. He learns as much from his mentors or mentees, I should say, as, as they learn from him. And um, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. And um, oftentimes... Um, these, uh, it'll be a, an early career professional that hears that we're doing something in sustainability. They hadn't heard it before because it's not really the, tr- the traditional um, uh, product line or um, pathway mm-hmm. in the defense industry. And they'll say, oh my gosh, can you tell me more? I, 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 um, I agree with, with your values. How do I, how do I align my job? And to to make sure that I'm supporting the sustainability mission, and that's often how it starts. Mm-hmm. And um, and there are, are some mentees that I, I've stuck with for um, you know some consistent sessions over a year, two years. But um, many of them are just kind of that initial um, helping the light bulb go off for someone and, and letting them take it from there. Um, and then I guess in terms of other leadership tenants beyond, um, mentorships, I would say, you know, we talked about how people naturally fall behind passionate people. And, and I think a lot of that's because we, we have a tirelessly positive outlook and we're visionaries and we're resourceful. And, um, and the other thing is it's so important to relate interpersonally, especially in the virtual environment these days. Um, I, I love to share photos of, of what I'm doing outside of, of work. And, and I think that all builds trust so that, you know, what one thing I'm hoping to do with my new team is uh, in our staff meetings, have a, a moment where we talk about the rose and the thorn for the week. Um, <clears throat> the, the best thing that happened and the worst thing that happened, but you know, without the, the trust built up, you know, we're not going to want to share those things with each other. So, um, trust, I think building the trust is key and, um, really build, but bringing your full self to work, um, and, and being open-minded. Yeah. I would point out that another, um, one of the leadership characteristics that I really recognize in you is the ability to, to craft a story. And obviously, I mean, you've, you've done a Ted talk, which is kind of, you know, the, the bellwether of, of storytellers, but really in that context, the, the importance, especially when you're pursuing your passion, especially when you're swimming upstream, the ability to be able to craft a good story of what it is that is your vision or your passion or your dream or your vision for a bigger picture is really important. And 
do you feel like you had to work on developing that capability or do you feel like oh yeah naturally yeah you wouldn't believe this ron but i used to be the most shy person on the block uh i was afraid to make a phone call to a stranger growing up uh I would play the piano and, and whisper singing and, and um, over time, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but <laughs> I got more comfortable in my own skin and, um, and, and telling the story that is key. Cause if, if, if you're just keeping it to yourself um, and nothing's going to change real fast. So, um, you know, I would recommend for those of you that would like to practice this, um, Read up on, I, I don't remember the exact title, but it's it's written by the founder of TED. And he wrote a whole book on kind of the key tenets of a good story and having a through line. And um, just it's just a nice framework. Um, and just go, go watch a bunch of storytellers. Um, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just focused on random stories. Um, uh, go watch some TED Talks um, and and go to, um, just, just practice telling stories in your day-to-day life. And you could tell the same one over and over to different people and, and, and see what parts of the story are key, uh, resonators with different people, um, or the opposite, which parts of the story, uh, you start to see people losing focus and, and that'll be a, a kind of good test, litmus test. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of key skills, practice is the key aspect that to get better and um, practice with intent. Uh, not just taking an opportunity to to tell a story, but then that again that analysis, that internal analysis of how effective that was, where it could have been better, where I need to tweak it a little bit. You know, oftentimes people just story and then leave it there and and don't really benefit from understanding the impact that it had. Not really realizing the impact that those stories do have mm-hmm. if they're done well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, and the the book that you're talking about, it's called TED Talks by Chris Anderson. Uh, great read for anybody that wants to develop their storytelling capability. There's a, a number of um, storytelling books, actually. I'm going to be reviewing uh, a different one on my uh, my other podcast very soon. So you can check that out too. So let's talk a little bit more just about this general area of passion. And again, it's one of those really kind of obscure world words. It's something that is often misunderstood or even misrepresented. Some people are so frustrated in the fact they don't feel that they can find their passion. Some people are frustrated by the fact that they feel like they know what their passion is, but they don't know how to work in that area. Talk a little bit about specifically, you know, what is the process even to, to figure out what your passion is, what it is that you want to yeah, do? I'm, I'm so glad you asked because we've, I've been assuming this whole conversation that as a listener, you, you know what your passion is already, but that's not always the case. Um, and even with someone who thinks they know their passion, like myself, um, sometimes um, I want a little, I, I want to, do some more exploring. And I'll, I'll reference another book here because this one, um, is, is really tactical and it has a bunch of worksheets and exercises to go through to help you figure out what your passion is and and what type of field you might want to go into or, or pivot to. And the book is called, um, what color is your parachute 
and it's by uh, Richard Bowles. And, you know, some of the types of exercises that you will work through is, you know, something as, as simple as, you know, what type of people do you like to work with? And what are your favorite working conditions? And what activities do you love to do? What activities are you good at? Uh, what is your philosophy about life? And, and each of those categories has many, many questions. So it's, um, it's, it's really tactical. And then you roll it up and there's actually this, this little flower at the end and it has different petals. And um, it, it's, a, I think, a, a really nice way get the juices flowing and, and sort of prioritize. So, so that would be my recommendation as a start for, you know, if you're, if you're feeling a little bit lost and then Ron, to your point, another challenge is, you know, as we referenced earlier, you can't just have the passion um, without the skills. You can't just have the passion and not tell anyone about it and, and tell these stories, but you, you also have to, to go after it. And, um, you, sometimes that's, uh, you got to go as far as writing the job description yourself and, and handing it to someone and mm -hmm. say, you know, why not? Why, why can't we do this? And, and I think that type of question and, and putting that type of pressure, um, really gets others thinking, you know, Oh, scratch your head. I, I, I don't have an answer. Why not? So let's do it. <laughs> so I, I've written, um, I've written at least three job descriptions for myself and, and for others, um, with my new team. Um, and it, it's scary cause it's, it, you're creating it from scratch, but if, if you can find someone else that's doing it somewhere else successfully, I, I think that also helps sell, sell the pitch as well. Yeah, I think another thing that's that's really important to acknowledge is the fact that a lot of times when you are in a situation where, especially as we've talked about here, I keep characterizing as, as swimming upstream, but you have to realize that there isn't going to be an established infrastructure of of measurement or or analysis or even recognition of what success looks like. So when you're talking about defining a job, you can't just define the job that you want to do. You also have to take that extended step of saying, and this is how we'll know that I'm being successful in it. And this is how we'll know that this is the right direction to go. So do you have any, any examples of, of where you've needed to do that and how you've kind of done that? I, I don't want to characterize it as self-promotion, but in a way it's kind of like, hey, this is the job I said I was going to do, and this is the job that is being done and this is the yeah results. that's a great question um well in the corporate world a lot of it comes back to finances and <laughs> building the business case mm -hmm. so sometimes i think of it as okay um is this new role i created uh is it paying for itself um or more than paying for itself and and that's kind of one measurement that that i look at because it, it resonates with a lot of people the other thing ron is you know, it seems like the the longer I'm in these roles, the more people I have coming to me saying, you know, I want to learn more. How do I get involved? Um, so that's kind of um, internally, it, it feels really good that other people are recognizing it and, and we want to grow. I mean, just the fact that I'm, I'm building my own team uh, makes makes a statement. And 
um, the fact that other um, I'm seeing other folks across different business units start to kind of replicate um, what we're doing. So all of that is um, kind of an uh, intangible sign that this is working. Yeah, I think finding your own energy in, in these different circumstances, you need those quantifiable and also those kind of yes. more subjective measures that, if nothing exactly. else, keeps you self-motivated, right? Because it's, it's very, there's a very high parallel in terms of leadership development as well, right? Because a lot of when you're focused on mentoring or coaching or developing other people and their leadership skills, it's very difficult to quantify that numerically, right? To be able to say, okay, I've increased their productivity and <laughs> leadership by X percent. It's, it's literally impossible to do, right? What really encourages you and, and certainly for me energizes me is people that come back a year or even 10 years later and, and want to talk about, you know, a change that you made for them, an encouragement or uh, something like that, you know, that really is evidence of, of the success. A lot of times when you're, especially in large organizations, but really in general, when you're, when you're really focused on chasing your passion, sometimes you'll get frustrated that everybody else can't see the value that you can see. And so you need those internal kind of encouragements that, that keep you on track and, and, you know, essentially says, Hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I know that eventually people are. Gonna, exactly. Gonna but you're going to have those bad days. So you're going to need to, to, build up that that layer of toughness to get through it so any any other i always like to to end on a high note with a lot of uh encouragement and things so any um meaningful success stories or or cool stories that you'd like to share about kind of the process that you've gone through that would would really summarize the the point that we've made and, and kind of encourage sure, everybody. Yeah, Ron, I'll forward. tell, I'll tell one other short story here. Um, and it, I think it kind of hits on many of the topics we talked about. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Ecuador uh, maybe two or three years ago uh, with a, it was a leadership development um, experience, a retreat of sorts with uh, folks from different companies, uh, all with the sustainability passion and, we spent a week really hashing out, you know, where are people getting stuck in their organization? Um, what are your visions? How can we work together? And there was a lot of crying at that event. There was a lot of laughter, but we got, you know, we <laughs> yeah. dug deep. And um, this was at a point in time before um, my current role was created. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what is that next step? Um, I know there's something, there's a lot of talk about data analytics out there. There's a lot of digital transformation, but I don't really know how that applies. And sure enough, one of the other attendees um, at this event was the director of smart buildings at another company. He said, you know what, Devin, come out to our facility. We're in Palo Alto, um, you know, bring your team and we'll show you what we're doing. And so I said, okay, let's mm -hmm. do it. And I convinced my leadership to go out there with me and their jaws dropped. And they said, you know, wow, we're behind Devin. We, we have to do this go. And that was kind of the fuel that's really powered me to this moment today. Um, and it, it really all came back to, you know, educating yourself about what those gaps are and then educating those other people, showing them firsthand 
and 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 writing the story and writing the job down. So that was one of my more recent stories that really helped accelerate things. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I'll actually tie that back into a statement that you you made earlier that I I really resonate with and agree with. That is from a network uh, you know relationship standpoint. It's not the people that you know, it's that the people that you know, know what you know, exactly. or some of the, something along those lines. I would say that in a lot of cases, though, especially when you're in a situation where you're pushing and chasing your passion, a lot of times it is who you know, because what you realize is that that network doesn't pre-exist. You are creating a network through your efforts and you're creating these connections that otherwise wouldn't organically happen and you become that conduit. So you become the connector that drives the bigger vision forward. Um, you're not just a piece of the puzzle. You're actually, you know, the main current that's driving it. And you, the sooner that you embrace that, the sooner that you realize that and you actually make that a part of your committed responsibilities or the committed, you know, work pattern that you make is that, hey, I'm going to make sure that I am building relationships with intent that I'm reaching out to people that I'm maintaining relationships, circling back to people, keeping up on, because when the, there are a lot of natural organic networks that already exist and those things basically they expand very naturally because of the fact that there's an energy there. When you create a network out of nothing, you have to drive it mm -hmm. forward to be able to see it grow. And, and that's a key part of, of really that element of absolutely, chasing your, absolutely. your passion, right? All right. Well, so before we wrap up, did, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that you would hope to have talked about that we didn't get a chance? Anything you want to circle back to? Any final well, closing I'll just say, points that you want to make? Ron, it's great talking with you because it's clear that you're passionate about leadership. And so the it's it, your energy uh, energizes me to want to want to talk about these things. So <laughs> thank you for, for sharing your passion um, with, with the world here. And, you know, I'll just wrap up, I think, uh, maybe five, five points to summarize some of the, the key tenets we talked about. So one, Great. again, don't be afraid of, of creating your own job. Two, map out your career, put something on paper, um, not only for yourself, but for others. Three, bring your full self to work, in my opinion. I, some may disagree. Um, four, if, if you don't know what your passion is, uh, check out that book, What Color Is Your Parachute? And then five, um, don't forget uh, to continue to learn and, and be a student of life. Excellent. Some excellent points there for people to take away. And so thank you very much, Devin, for the time today and for joining me here on the Natural Leader Podcast. I I've had a great time talking to you and it's uh, again, energizing to me. We talked about it before, you know, a lot of the relationships that I view maybe as mentors and mentees are two ways. And it seems like I, I learn more from every talk with you than I feel like I give, but oh, thanks uh, I so appreciate much for you taking the time me, today. That was great. So thanks for joining us today on the natural leader podcast. Uh, check out each new episode and let your friends know about it too. If you'd like more information about this podcast or Unleashed Potential, you can find it at unleashed-potential.org. Again, thank you to my guest, Devin Tracy, today. I will put a few links into the description for this episode, her TED Talk, as well as 
the two books that she referenced will you will find a link to the Amazon page for both of those books in the episode description. Thanks again, Devin. And until the next episode, I'll see you.